The Pat Kenny Show with MasterCard. Share an extraordinary experiences all over the world with priceless cities at priceless.com. This is News Talk. Pete the Vet is with us now. Pete Wedderburn, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Uh, we are going to talk about dogs today because it is a special day for dogs, I'm led well, to believe. This week's special week. It's this coming Friday. 21st of June, that's Dog Friendly Ireland Day. That's what it's been dubbed. And it's also Bring Your Dog to Work Day. So it's a time when we're focusing on the idea that you can bring dogs with you in lots of places that you maybe don't normally do and they can fit in really, really well. OK. Now, um, you don't have a dog with you, so you did, it's obviously Friday, so you're you're, you're I came in on my bicycle. It. it would have been struggling. <laughs> it would have been struggling to keep up along the M11. Um, but... People have a lot of dogs out there. Uh, how do you decide whether yours has the right temperament to bring to work with you? Yeah, I think you have to use common sense and cop on, basically. Um, not every dog is suitable to every situation um, for, by a long way. You need to have an animal that's um, that's reasonably calm, reasonably well behaved, um, and that is 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 used to different people in different situations. Um, if you if you if you look into it, you'll discover there are some really good kind of formal guides to, as to how to do it. You don't just say, "Okay, everybody, bring your dogs in to work." That's not going to work. Obviously, um, if if you if you read online, um, one of the pet food companies, Purina, they actually have focused on creating literature, if you like, to make it easier for businesses. To, to bring their um, to bring their customers and their clients and their employees mm. along this road. Uh, if you have a question, by the way, for Pete, 53106, if you have a mangy mug or, or a, a gloopy goldfish, uh, Pete <laughs> will be able to give advice <laughs> and, and dispense and it later on. Um, uh, so get the questions in. Republic of Work, where we have our Cork studio, mm. has a resident dog. Oh. Uh, and she's a wonderful dog who uh, was training to be a guide dog, but, you know, sometimes they don't quite make the grade. Yes. But uh, I'm not a huge fan of dogs, but I love this dog. And, and she really brings something to the office that I wasn't expecting from having an animal in a room like this. You see, I think that's the point, and it's, it's a little bit intangible. But dogs, they say that dogs supply, supply a source of social support for humans, and I, I think that's kind of what you're describing. Um, everybody, petting a dog reduces people's stress, even if they don't, even if they don't have a, uh, if, if it's not their own dog. Just that physical contact with a dog. And dogs are great social lubricants. So two people could be in a room by themselves and might not know what to say to each other. If there's a dog there, they'll both talk about the dog and that allows them then to talk to each other as well. It's, it's wonderful because she, she, she has, um, apparently they, they get used to being in boxes. Uh, that's mm. how they train them. And she has a little box. And if you happen to pass by, she'll just poke her head out as if to say hello. Yes. And then you'd have to go and you'll have a little conversation with it, which is kind of silly. But uh, it just changes the dynamic. Yes. Um, I, I visited the Purina offices in England, the, head, the European headquarters, and there's dogs everywhere there. Uh, and they've got very strict policies. There's dog-free areas as well, because some people don't like dogs, and you have to respect that. But in general, they've just made dogs a part of the furniture, if you like. And it works astonishingly well. It gives a whole different vibe to an office. Mm. Now, the only thing to be said is that most offices are dog-free zones, 99% of the time. Yes. Um, and there's regulations very much in place as well that control whether you can bring a pet of any kind uh, to a workplace. Well, there, there are some misconceptions there too. Um, generally, it's up to the bosses, it's up to the owners of a business to decide what happens. Um, there are obviously, there are hygiene regulations, but they're quite um, relaxed in a sense. As long as, as, long as um, 
there isn't a physical risk from the dogs, then there isn't a problem. Generally. So the signs that say absolutely no dogs, they're more down to choice yeah, than absolutely. regulation at this they're point. Down, down to the person the person running the business side and they don't want to do that. And I can understand that sometimes. Like I, I've... I, I've I've been in shops where 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 um, a dog has walked in and cocked his leg on something, and that's no good for anybody, is it? It's it's upsetting. It's good so, for the dog because he <laughs> has to relieve himself. So 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 you have to use common sense. You have to have well trained dogs um, that, are, that that fit in well with everybody, and they don't cause anybody any bother. But once you have animals like that, then there's no reason at all why they shouldn't be included. Uh, how about how about the dogs themselves? If if mm. the dog is used to the house and going for the walk and maybe familiar with the car bringing them somewhere like this which is an office environment with dozens of people different noises uh, different lights can it spook some dogs it can spook some dogs it's definitely not for every dog but in general if you've a well-behaved dog and if you take some steps to prepare the dog so for example take them for a long walk in the morning give them their breakfast give them a nice drink of water take them out to empty their, their bladder and their bowels and then bring them in a lot of dogs in any case spend much of their time just lying around and if you bring them in with um, a bed that they're used to or a blanket of some kind that they're familiar with and you bring them a toy like a chew toy of some kind to occupy their, their themselves you'll find that a lot of dogs would just actually sit there and, and, and be quite happy and they'll appreciate attention when they get it if they don't get much attention well often they're quite happy just mm. to chill there What happens if you have gob dogs like me who aren't familiar around dogs and, and either you know move the wrong I, I'm always terrified when I meet a dog for the first time mm. you know if I put my hand there are they going to take badly and snap at me yeah. Well, you, look, like I say, there's some dogs you just wouldn't consider it because they, they're just, they're not well socialised mm. and, and they're unpredictable as a result because they're afraid and they're uneasy and uncertain. So those animals you wouldn't even consider bringing near a, a kind of public place where there's lots of people around. But in general, um, the, um, most dogs... And most of the time are really easy going. And one of the one this is not just about offices, by the way, it's also about businesses. Um, they reckon that see in Ireland something like forty percent of households have at least one dog, and that's higher than the UK. We always think about the dog the, the dog population in the UK, UK being very high, but actually more people in Ireland have dogs. So there's a very big market of people who actually um, would actively seek out dog-friendly places when they go away on holidays mm. or for leisure activities. Well, you mentioned going on holidays and, and mm. th this is one of the reasons why we've always kind of held off getting a dog is that if you have mm. to go away at all mm. then poor old Pooch is left on his own. I mean, this is the time of year where people will be going away. They won't be able to bring the dog to Spain yes. uh, and they'll need to either find someone who'll look after the dog or put it into kennels. Yes. It can be a very stressful time for people who, are, who love their dogs because they are parting with a member of their family albeit for a short period. And that's why um, if you're if you're running a, a leisure type business, if you advertise the fact that you're dog friendly, you know, whether you're a restaurant or a hotel or, or anything like that, then people will, will, will come to you especially because you're dog friendly. And, and, and dogs don't bring problems with them. There's an illusion there. Another example is um, accommodation. So many landlords say no pets, have a strict no pet rule. And there are people who, are, who have, have they get their pets taken away from them because they have to somewhere to stay and there's nowhere that will accept pets. Mm. Um, in actual fact, most pets 
settle into ho- uh, houses without causing any problem at all. Now, of course, there's a small percentage which do cause problems, and that's the problem. Like a lot of things but in like life... like humans, there's going to be dogs who are pains in the backside. Just like humans, yeah. yeah. Just like there are a small number of tenants who are pain in the backside, so there are a small number of dogs that are pain in the backside, and there's a small number of landlords who are pain in the backside. <laughs> you know, it's just Do the they way go together? Is. Do you have a dog who's a pain in the backside <laughs> and an owner? Do they come as a, as a couple? Let's shunt them all into one corner and they, <laughs> they can all be mean to each other. Some questions that have come in uh, for you. Can you please ask Pete about the efficiency of CBD oil for dogs? I never even realised there was such of a concept. Uh, for treatment of bad arthritis, it's a 10-year-old Collie Labrador cross. That's from Lisa. Well, it's the last thing I do, quite honestly. There's loads and loads of really good methods of treating um, arthritis in dogs. Um, a dog like that should, should be, they should go to the vet. The vet will give them a patchwork of treatments that will include probably two or three different types of medications. Now, at the bottom of all that list, there is CBD oil with a question beside it because it's a very new product and work has just been done currently to prove whether or not it works well. I, I agree it probably does have a place, but it's at the stage where it's trumpeted all over the place in social media as the best cure for everything. And it's not the best cure for everything. It probably helps a bit, but it's, it, like I say, there are way more established medications which mm. are far more effective. Not a panacea. Um, John in Leitrim says, my dog has been following me to work every day for years. We call to each office in turn. He greets all staff and visitors. <laughs> people are always delighted to see him coming. It helps us to see a kind sight to people who don't show it readily to humans. It helps us like uh, the people we like more. It helps us to realise the people we like more and dislike the rest less. So in other <laughs> words, it's a great the dog is a leveller in that scenario. It is yeah. and uh, it's lovely to hear that. Okay. Good for you, John. Um, will you ask Pete, is there anything to do with a lab who is coating um, and hairs all over? It's molting, kind of, I presume. How long will that go on for? Do labs shed a lot of hair yes, this time of year? Some dogs seem to shed all year round and it can make a right mess in the house. There's no good answer other than regular grooming. And the other thing is, and I say this partly with tongue in cheek, but it's definitely what some people do, especially in the States, is they put... Um, lycra body suits on their dogs that go up to their neck and now, down to just their to tail. explain to listeners who can't see you are currently dressed in a lycra body yeah, suit right, yeah. so have you a matching one for the dog I, I don't have one for mine but I've seen them and you, what happens is when you bring your dog inside you put this suit on them then they you take it off when they go outside and that keeps all the fur neatly inside the lycra suit that's a there good way go. of doing it that's one way uh, our dog recently had an x-ray the vet recommended we get him CCL surgery Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a Labrador Husky mix. He's eight years old. Is it expensive and is there any alternative? So CCCL is cranial cruciate ligament. And what that is, is basically the ligament that keeps the knee stable. And it's very common in middle-aged dogs, um, especially if there are um, certain breeds, that the ligament ruptures and the dog then can't put any weight on the leg because it's unstable. So you have to do surgery to actually tighten up the knee again. Now, for a, a big dog like that, the best technique is not cheap. It's some, it costs somewhere between 1500 and 2.5 Brand. Mm-hmm. So it's expensive, um, but it does do a very good job. And like, you know, within a couple of days of surgery, most dogs are walking again. So it's very effective surgery, but it's not cheap. It's not cheap. Um, uh, we have an interesting one here. My friend has a one year old puppy who snaps. Is there anything that can be done to train this out of the dog? I'm afraid one day it will properly bite a child, probably mine. It has broken her skin once already. So well, we're in a problem area here. Yeah, we? 100%. You cannot ignore that. Now, there's a reason why the dog is doing this. Um, and it's not possible for me just to say, do this and you'll fix the problem. The only thing you can do is engage with a fully trained, fully qualified behaviorist who will come to your house, sit down with you, will spend an hour going through every 
every aspect of this dog's story. When has it snapped? What's been happening around the dog when it's happened? And then they'll give you a, a, a three or four page um, document describing what you can do to address this. In the meantime, I'd be saying keep that dog well away from children. There is a risk and you can't ignore it. And that's not going to end well for the dog. Well, no, it may well be that the dog just needs a different type of home. Mm. There's plenty of dogs that are, are, are great with people generally, but are very anxious around children and may snap sometimes. One last one from Colm. He says, our Rose is a rescue dog. He sounds like someone from Manchester. Our Rose. <laughs> our Rose is a rescue dog and gets very agitated and anxious when we leave the house, backs and runs in circles when we go out. Is there anything we can do to calm her down? There's a lot you can do. It sounds like your dog suffers from a bit of separation anxiety. And that's something which is uh, very common and quite easy to address you have to use a combination of medication to stop the dog getting hysterically upset while it learns how to cope by itself. So you have to use medication and then you have to um, use particular strategies uh, of changing your behaviour so the dog um, doesn't get so hyped up and eventually learns to settle. So do talk to your vet about it. It's definitely something that can be addressed. OK, well, Friday, 21st June, this coming Friday is Dog Friendly Ireland Day. It happens to be Bring Your Dog to Work Day as well. Pete, you have dogs in your work every day, but I suppose there's novelty for others. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> hey, listen, go, go, to the, go to the Dogs Trust website and you learn more about what's going on about that. Pete Wedderburn, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. 